Hello and welcome back to another Player 2 video review discussion. And for the first time in a long time, it's me and someone other than Player 2 quote-unquote legend Matt Hewson. I'm joined by pop culturist legend, Rye Betson. How are you, mate? I'm good, brother. How are you? I'm very well. I appreciate the rub. I say pop culturist legends, there's only like three of us, so like it's really easy. <laughs> well, I mean, we, last man standing, do you want to go with that? Yeah, pretty much. Because yeah, the other two had to bounce out, and we got newies and stuff. But yeah, no, it's, it's been it's been a little while since we've done. The last thing we did was Ratchet on yeah, for the players. We did a I think preview, I think, and then obviously yeah. I came across and, and spoke about it a little bit there as well. Um, yeah, that it's been a little while. Yeah, it's been great to do these little like uh, little review cutoff things, things with you because we've done we've done a handful. We did like Story of Seasons, and then we also did. Uh, uh, yeah, Ratchet, uh, and then Ratchet, Ratchet and then Ratchet and then Final Fantasy VII, and yeah, and then we did uh, Sakuna as well. Yep. So it's like it's it's almost like we seem to just come together to do these little snip things when we find cool little side games that we really love, and we just have to talk about it somehow. Yeah, we we need an outlet, and we've created one. Uh, we've just yeah, these little bite sized. You want to like, talk like, about Cana Bridge of Spirits? Yeah, all like, right, let's do it. Yeah, <laughs> done. Family's Easy. pissed off out of the house. Let's go. <laughs> So as I, as I just highlighted, we are talking about Cana Bridge of Spirits for everyone listening on podcast feeds there that's just heard us rambling for a little while, video people. It should be crystal clear at this point. We've both been playing Cana Bridge of Spirits. Thank you. Wait, did you guys receive a code? I better make no, sure. No, I picked Kana it up Bridge. myself. Picked I picked it up, it up myself. Yeah. Um, thank shout you. out to my Patreon supporters for helping me fund this one, actually. So Very shout nice. out to them. Uh, and thanks to Emberlab for the code that we received. Uh, we're, uh, there's a review already up on the Play2 website. You've spoken about it on FTP for the players, the Pop Culturist PlayStation podcast. But we're going to have our own little review discussion here, talk about the ins and outs of the game and what we generally think about it. Yeah, man. Betson. Fucking king. We're going to talk about story a little bit later on because that's yeah. something that's uh, hit the both of us right between the eyes. But before we get to that, let's talk about some of the gameplay stuff. And there's there's been a lot of talk from a lot of people in the written reviews, hell, even in my own written review, that the game does feel old in some senses, but not necessarily in a bad way. People have been talking about it feeling a bit like a PS2 game. Where do you stand on that whole thing? Uh, I agree with you, but I think it's an absolute win. Yeah. Uh, I say I, I mean that in terms of what I was what I didn't realize that I was wanting at the moment was was this was this great little simple 3d-esque platformer sort of right and that's essentially what it was so it it, it had all the simplicities of a ps2 game but with the wrappings of this uh next gen game and like it ticked for me that's amazing so like i didn't have to worry about unnecessarily large skill trees i didn't have to think about all yeah. these different button combos it's like pretty basic yeah, and it took all that like that simplistic, like simple. Uh, sorry, that simplistic gameplay of the PS2, and it really allowed time to focus on the graphics, which is its selling point, and the story, which we'll talk about later. So, like yeah. for me, I don't see that as a hindrance at all. If anything, I see that as an incredible fuck like, breath, uh, breath of fresh air. Breath of fresh air in this. Uh, our, our, as games get more and more complicated, and we look the likes of you know your Assassin's Creed, which is just bloated systems as on shit. Top of systems on top yeah, of systems, just layer on layer on layer on layer. Where here it's like this is it, this is how it works. We add a couple little things as you go, but then there's also a Metroidvania aspect of it. Come back later when you've got that, and we can do something cool over here. Like it's a big old win for me. Yeah. Um. As, again, yeah, you highlighted there, and I mentioned in the review, it, do, it does feel like a bit of a PS2 or late PS1, early PS2 sort of game there. In terms of some of the, as you said, the simplicity they're kind of shooting for in terms of the mechanics, it's not it's not a very complicated game. Um, the platforming is a little bit rough in a few points. I'm sure you probably found yourself jumping at 
platforms expecting, hey, I can get up here. Like, I, my jump takes me this far, but there's an invisible wall that pushes you back. I'm like, yeah. oh, <laughs> haven't dealt with one of those in a while. Um, <laughs> and, and like, you know, the, the, the jumping itself, especially the double jump, it's a little too vertical for my liking. Mm. More like, I guess if I draw the comparison, it's more like a Luigi jump to a Mario jump, yeah. I suppose. Um, but, you know, those minor, minor gripes aside, like the systems they've pulled on come together in a cohesive whole. They feel really good, but they're not overstaying their welcome. They're not too excessive. The combat can be a little bit challenging at points. Um, yeah, that's the one. We got our asses kicked a few times. What was one of the things? I found the, the, the difficulty scaling in this to be a little bit weird. Uh, I mean that in terms of... So I played it primarily on spirit mode, which is the middle... Uh, yeah, the normal the middle one, difficulty, yeah. the normal difficulty. And I found that, like, any every enemy ever, even, like, the mini-bosses, quote-unquote, no problem at all. Second I get into a boss fight, I am decimated. Like, not even I so even much as they... Mini -bosses. There was a couple of mini-bosses that really, really messed me up, too. Yeah, but so I, it's like... I not follow what you mean. Yeah, so it's not... It's, it was like there was such an escalation point at certain times. I'm like, how... And then I was like, all right, well, I'll scale it back. So I scale it back down to the story mode. And then I obliterate the boss in like one go. Yeah, so it's, like it's, the, it's, actually, the, it's not really balanced at all. Um, yeah, the, dif the, the, the differential between, between the two of them and, is bad. I don't know, the story mode, what, you know, normal and story, the, that's basically easy and normal is it's massive. Like you don't need to worry about parrying. You don't need to worry about dodging. You can just run up to them and wail on them if you want to play in story, which I have since finishing the game because now I'm just running around trying to chase down collectibles and all that mm. sort of stuff. Um, 100% exploited the game to get that master master difficulty trophy. It's been uh, it's been patched out now because I'm I was hoping to get it like before, but is there a way that you could delete uh, delete and then redown the game? No, probably not. Oh, missed the boat. Oh well. Um, just get good, mate. Yeah, I'll try. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I mean the the difficulty was a little bit of a concern in terms of that golf between the two levels. Um, story mode being way too easy and then normal uh, as you said kind of kicks your teeth in a little bit and i'm only in specific scenarios like throughout throughout the main world itself i never got like took, taken out by goons or nothing yeah, it was uh, it was only right. that huge escalation between the and i guess that's kind of that is a little bit ps2y you know what i mean yeah. like they're really doubled down on it by accident i guess uh because yeah, like I doubt, that i doubt it was by design yeah well, and the other thing I found as well is that there, there were, there was one of the modern trappings that I think it would have would have benefited from would be essential like uh, a mix of iframes and uh, yeah. attack cancellations, right? So the, what I would find is there were times where I would, in order to, in the in the quickness of combat, I would hold down the left you know L two to to ready the bow, and then and then R two to sort of launch, but. Yeah. If I, uh, sorry, hold down R2 to pull the arrow. But if I let go, if I was to let go of L2 before R2, even by a millisecond, it cancels the shot completely. Yeah, yeah, okay. So the yeah, amount of times, especially when I'm working, when there were some little, uh, when you're activating chests or whatever and you get something done in a time limit, having that cancel the shot was, was really, really, was really inconvenient, actually. Uh, would have, because sorry, like, it would have been, I should say. Yeah, so like it would have been really nice to go. So if I if I let go of that, it should just shoot the arrow, right? Because if I've got it fully cocked and then I just happen to let go, it minor minor nitpick there. Yeah. But additionally, I found that when it came down to the, the other way as well, right? So say I'm attacking and then a wave comes at me, like one of those energy waves that the boss do, and I need to cancel that attack animation to go into a block or a, or a parry or even a jump or 
it doesn't sort of evasive it thing. didn't let you it didn't let you it, it, it had to see the attack animation through so i was you instantly getting taken out i guess it's a bit soulsy in that sense now not something like but even soulsy has even soulsy has that some sort of they have that cancellation Jeez, I guess you're testing testing my knowledge of souls a little bit there. I, I was I was fairly confident they had the iframes, but not necessarily. Iframes, sorry, my understanding is invisibility yeah. frames for anyone. Invincibility frames, yeah. yeah, yeah, invincibility frames. Like they do have like the, some of them have them, but here it did, it did feel very timing, right? And it's almost it's sometimes it felt as if the game would just go ah, you got hit. Yeah. Like, you know, like the same motion, the same jump, like, you know, d- dash out of the way or whatever, and it would or roll out of the way, and then it would just decide to hit me that time. And like yeah, I did that, no, that did get me quite frustrated, especially when we're going into these big boss fights where it's like I know we're nitpicking here, but like when you go into this big boss fight and they're already and they're already and they're already decimating you, and then you're finding that you're trying to do just a simple evasive and it kicks out, it's insane. Or if you've if you've gone to swing for a light attack and then the wave comes and you go quick shield 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 and I'm pressing that button and nothing's happening. Yeah, it takes too long to to activate yeah. essentially. Yeah. You're right, you're right well, we're nitpicking, but that's really all we can do when it comes to... Like, it's it's incredibly polished. It plays really, really well. It's really yeah. enjoyable, I think. I mean, it didn't outstay its welcome in that sense. I don't, yeah. I don't know how long... I suppose everyone's mileage might vary depending on how desperate you are to collect the trophy. Sorry, the achievements. Sorry, uh, the collectibles, I should say. Mm. As you progress versus what I, I'm personally doing, which is, all right, I finished the game, and now I'm going back and I'm you know trying yeah. to clean up currently as we still speak. But... um. Yeah, it didn't. It didn't outstay its welcome. Um, I, no, I certainly like not. I was still being challenged, and the way they they drip fed. So whether it's the bombs being included, or the or the arrows, or that dash move, um, all those sort of little things, they came through at just the right pace. Um, gave you enough time to learn about what they are, how they work, and then they force you into using them fairly quickly, so that you kind of get your head around that concept. And then eventually, it all kind of comes together in this one cohesive whole, where you're looking to use all of those abilities on top of uh, Kana's inherent, you know light attacks or heavy attacks or you know the sh- uh, the shield parry or any of those sorts of things they really paced it quite well i thought yeah it, it did hit a lot of those like speeds of uh, you've got your new thing you're in this area everything in this area reflects that that new power then you go into the next area which helps which gets you to combine them together with your previous abilities and then you introduce a new one and then combine them together again and i quite like that because it's once again what i was wanting out of this game which i didn't realize i wanted until i started playing it was that simplistic really good like really easily easy playable game that i just happened to enjoy front to back that's kind of where yeah. what i wanted and i got exactly that so i yeah. can't fault it in any way so changing beats moving on from the gameplay side of it to the visual side of things and yeah. again we'll get to the story dead last um holy shit does this game look and sound good this game is fantastic. It looks incredible, which makes complete sense. As you know, I'm sure everyone has reported on it everywhere ever now about Ember Lab being an animation studio before they stepped into games, and like that does come across as well. Like the game looks absolutely fantastic. They they have that that almost chibi esque Pixar-y style to yeah. it. So it's like the exaggerated eyes and like the little the little 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 humans you see, little children. They have big puffy cheeks and stuff, and um, so it hits. It yeah, does hit that. The exaggerated look. Yeah, and it, like, don't get me wrong, it's fantastic. So in a world in, in where realism is becoming more and more prevalent in game design, having something that really just kind of goes, yeah, this is cool. So like one of the things that like Ratchet and Clank got praised for, like Rift Apart specifically got praised praise for, was it looks like a Pixar movie. Nah, it looks like shit compared to this. This looks like a Pixar movie. Yeah, this is the closest, I think the closest we've come. 
Um, and yeah, I mean, you obviously mentioned their pedigree. Please, people, go check out A Terrible Fate, the um, the Majora's Mask fan, yes. fan film that they made beforehand, which is still... I mean, that that's chilling, that thing. They, the way they deliver, that's awesome. But uh, yeah, you can see the, the years of expertise that have kind of shone through here in the final product. The game looks amazing. The way, the way you look at Kano when she's in conversation or something like that, but even just sometimes during gameplay... The, the animations you see in her face, the way it moves and contorts at various different times, like it all just looks so real in that sense, despite the fact that there is still this exaggerated you know, Pixar DreamWorks style animation flair involved. And and that like that does flow out in flow out into the world itself in terms of the world design. Like aesthetically, it's it's brilliant. Like everything fits together well, like it should. Like you know, all the little details in the village really make it feel like. You know, previously lived in wink yeah um you know what i mean like there's all these th- the world itself is just beautifully designed yeah no it, I mean, like I, really smartly designed too yeah smartly yeah, designed, designed. Like, there's, there's, thing, but also stunning yeah it's like even yeah, the small details the way foliage sits the way you know like the rocks sit like all these little things in the world like how it's structured everything about it just sort of it felt very purposefully built I guess the, and that's what I love about it. The only thing, and this is again nitpicking, and probably, probably kind of petty on my part as well. The game looks stunning. The animations are beautiful. So I couldn't help but notice when I'd walk through tufts of grass, and they just, they were just static things. They wouldn't move. Mm. Like they wouldn't part as I moved through. Not it, that was. It was just one of those things. Like it looks a ten out of ten in every other way, and then this one thing sticks out like a sore thumb. In contrast, so- which was. Painful, I only had but... one animation problem, and that was there was a chest that I went to open, and um, the Kina then turned around and then st- stood in one place and did that whole like completely still slide back to the chest. Oh, only you... <laughs> once that I had that problem. Everything else was no no concern at all. But yeah, like I I, I didn't sort of notice those details. The only thing I did notice because I was playing it in uh, the because there's, there's multiple modes, wasn't there? Yeah, no. is there? I don't I, know. I can't say that I paid attention. I think there is. There's like a yeah. the equivalent of your performance and the, fidelity and modes. As a result, well, the big thing I noticed was the clear change in frame rate between gameplay and cinematic. Like visually, yes. they looked very similar. So like I like I wasn't like oh the, you know you can tell like back for back to PS2 like oh you can tell that's a cutscene. They they looked fantastic and they did have a an extra level of polish on the cutscene so you could notice that but they were so. The the they were, yeah, the they were so similar it didn't actually cause any major detriment. However, yeah, that noticeable transition in frame rate was one of the big things that. Now I don't expect them to. Yeah, it wasn't jarring in like oh it was like oh okay. It was uh, yeah I say jarring in the sense like they've gone from kind of what we expect in games to a filmic sort of frame yeah. rate and you know there's, there's a difference in frame rates that are required for film versus they are for what they are for games and even if it's a transition from thirty to twenty four or whatever right yeah like it's just. It just sticks out, um, yeah. not in any horrible way, and you, your eyes adjust almost immediately because we're pretty comfortable with films and all that sort of thing. But um, it, it was noticeable. All right, let's. Oh, actually, the other the other half, I guess, is even just the way the game sounds. I wouldn't say yeah. it's necessarily the most um, revolutionary or extraordinary soundtrack, but it all just fits. Yeah, it's like that uh, that cool kind of like pan flutey, like you know, little drum soundy things in the in the villages and stuff. Was, was a big thing for me, and it just sort of hit in this cool place it just once again it just felt purposely fit and like even something as simple when you found a rot and get that little like xylophone like you know yeah yeah 
Like, I thought I would get so sick of that sound by the end, and like 100 rots later, I still dug it. Yeah, have you got 100? I don't think Max is 100. I think I'm like sitting at like oh, 70 man. something. Yeah, okay. yeah, you might even be further along than me. I've, I've, but I'm up to that point now where I'm just chasing them all down. Yeah, so I, so when I hit certain, like I would just sort of scan the area as I went through the store. I didn't go like out of my way to completely clear an area before I went onto it, but I would just kind of like scout little corners and I didn't like golden path it by the, the, the sounds that you did. Yeah, I mean, I didn't quite golden path it, but I, I had a time constraint that I was working to. So yeah, I you're working, yeah. explore as much as I would have ordinarily done. Um, but certainly also conscious of the fact that, okay, there's a hundred of these pricks and God knows where they are. They're pretty well hidden. Um, so I'm going to wait for the guides to fill in that gap. <laughs> uh, all right, let's talk some story because you've been pretty vocal on FTP so far that it's re- and social media as well that's really hitting you in the yeah. feels. Um, I guess without delving too greatly into spoilers because the game is still fairly fresh and people may not want that obvious yet. So it's okay. We're not going to spoil the game heavily on you. It's um, super easy just to sort of mention it's it's tone right and like it's beats and those beats are yeah loss grief and fear yeah and Uh, there there are these three different so the whole thing kana is a spirit guide she basically helps uh shepherd wayward spirits away like help them to not not just to move on to move on to the like if they're they're stuck in this plane she's her job is to help them get to the next and that's by resolving any uh any issues or challenges that they're currently facing in this world um and then connect them and send them on yeah and so you highlighted the three kind of emotional themes for each of the the kind of key spirits that we deal with along the way there, there is this overarching story about Kana needing to get to the top of the mountain and she's got her agenda there, but I think what really takes centre stage is those three stories along the way, namely, I think, the first two. Um, yeah, the third, one, the third one I liked as well, but, like, for me, I, I agree with you there. Like, so Kina is is great in terms of the story that she's there for, but because she's, in fact, essentially a ferryman, right? That's yep. kind of her entire, entire bit. Having the stories focus on the other individuals i found a much better design yeah because each time like because she's that she helps them get to the next space so it should be about them and once again they even talk about it in the game like you know you can't connect with them too hard because your job is to help them move on so by having them short little bursts and like you you connect with them you help them get where they need to go but it's not focusing on 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 kina specifically is a big win but then it of course she still has that big long narrative throughout it yeah um they just kind of piecemeal her her story and kind of the way she conducts herself into these stories along the way so she never takes center stage but she's always like she obviously she's always there but we learn a little bit about her through the first act or, you know, as we're dealing with the first spirit there in terms of the way she kind of responds to these situations. And we learn a little bit more through the second. We learn a little bit more through the third. And as it all kind of comes to a head at the end there, it's it's nicely paced in that respect. And then it's just beating you over the head with, this is Kana. She's a good person. She does this and this and this. And yeah. now let's, let's go and, you know, help these spirits. It's, no, we'll just, we'll learn about her gradually as we go. Yeah. And, and, and I- form endearment from that. Yeah, and look, I'm a big sucker for these kind of stories to begin with, especially whether it be in, in traditional media or video games. I'm a big sucker for these kind of stories. I don't know why, they just hit me hard. Uh, in the same way that, you know, like I'm a sucker for father and son stories as well, because I'm a dad myself. And, um, you know, and like loss and grief and those things are uh, a big part, a big part of me. And like they're, they're a lot, where a lot of my fears 
um, a base and where a lot of my uh, emotions lie. Yep. So to have stories that 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 hit them and deliver them really well is is great. Now, because what what I loved about Kina, apart from everything, as I've been saying, <laughs> is like the, there was a little bit of subtlety in these stories. Yeah. Like it wasn't like you know you, we we'll, we'll, can at least talk about the the fir- we'll talk about the first people yeah, that's, that's in fair. some detail. That's kind of fair. Um, you know, like there is there does come a point in time where you go on, oh, they're all spirits. Yeah, like we're, we're in that, while, in that, that first, drop. yeah, because like I'm watching them phase in and out around the world, which is cool. And I'm they like, did it through gameplay as well. They it did it through gameplay, play. right? So, because one of the things that because you when you're being followed by like ninety rot, like they phase in and out as well because they themselves are connected to the spirit realm. So, you, I'm wondering how are these characters getting ahead of me, and then I'm watching them phase in and out, and then I'm noticing that the spirit that I'm chasing yeah. are doing it as well, and I go. Oh man, I'm helping a whole village here. Everyone's dead. <laughs> like, oh, that's fuck. Like, oh, that's fucking harrowing. Yeah. You know, and then because in the first first act, you're you're meeting with two children and and and, a, and an adult, which you find out is their brother. And what I loved about that as well is, once again, this this is a mild, this is a mild spoiler. Probably kind of actually kind of a big spoiler. Um, but it's it. At the end of that act, when you re- when you re- bring them together again, because like the he the big focus on that one is 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 grief that I I I made a mistake, I wasn't there, I couldn't protect them, I couldn't save them. Yeah. And then to at the end to have them meet up with each other again, and then to to him have that. That that realization of like, no, you didn't do wrong, dude. Like you're fine. Like we still love you. Yeah. Let's get together. Let's 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 go on together. That fucking hit and here I was like a mess. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. I I'm, mean, I, like, I, it, it was cer- it's certainly a touching moment. I, like I, I yeah, I, I was feeling the the tug, <laughs> but uh, I, I, like I I, quite... I'm in a. I'm an emotional mess at the best of times, right? I'm I am so print. And then I look. Admittedly, I've just I I had just come off rewatching Sons of Anarchy, and which is yeah, okay. emotional trauma, and I was just raw, and it just hit me at the right time, I guess. But I'm just sitting here. I'm just like I wasn't like bent over the table like hunch crying, but there was enough to build. There was there was like drops, and I was like shit, man. Like I didn't expect it to do this. Like I I didn't expect That's it to fair. be unemotional, but I was like I wasn't expecting it to hit these beats so well and i said so almost subtly because it is, it's the subtlety that actually does it it's because they're yeah. not trying to beat you over the head over this whole thing for mm. and this extends to every single one of those spirit stories because it is just it's subtle they're not trying to smash you with exposition and and excessive amounts of dialogue or any of that sort of thing it's just like here's the story and it kind of uh, fades in and out and you know it lets the gameplay take center stage when it needs to and but again, the stuff that we noticed before with oh, the you know what your observation from from before oh, hang on, they're all just phasing in and out. Their spirits like you're starting to connect these dots, and it's all starting to make sense. It's it's the way it all kind of coalesces at the end there. And the benefit of it as well, like most games, which would, which center around a key protagonist, right? They'll have that inner dialogue, right? Or they'll just make witty comments out. Like think Nathan Drake in any room he'd ever been, yeah. he just blurts out witty comments. Keena keeps quiet most of the time. Until so there's not, a cutscene where she's interacting with... Yeah, so it's not as if she's gone, oh, why are they phasing in and out? And I'm like, that's a good point. Why are they phasing in and out? Like, no, no, like, the, I had to pick that up. Yeah. And, like, she, she's, like, 
she talks to the rot or whatever, but it's not in the in the way of delivering that exposition. Like, not as if the games make you have game design normally has the player thinking that they're stupid. I think this respected that time so much more. Yeah, in the in the, in the way of like like, hey, we're gonna feed you the parts of the story that you need, and you can pull together a rest. And at the end, if you haven't picked up if you haven't picked it up throughout, you pick it up at the end. But it's not cramming it in your face. Yeah. No, I I'd agree. Um, that word subtlety—that's that's the one that yeah, just it's subtle genius, and that's what I love. And like that's an, I'm a, I'm a sucker for drama. I'm a sucker for character drama, and this is that, but without that like soap opera character drama. Yeah, where I'm they cramp. You know, it's 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 it, it is that like we'll give you enough, and you, you'll pick, and then you go, oh, you can fill in the rest. Yeah, and, and so cool. it makes those stories as they as they play out all the more impactful. We're trying to dance around spoilers for the most part, and we've obviously yeah. given people a little bit for that first act there. But again, well, we have to a, like, yeah, the first act is fine. Like you're talking like two hours or three hours of gameplay, not yeah, exactly. even. So, yeah. um, are there any other thoughts? Any anything else that we've not discussed that you wanted to flag about the game? Because well, I talked about this in the episode of For the Players as well. I, I mentioned that I believe this is a game of the year contender, or at least yeah, for I'm me specifically. You. And once again, because the way that we do our reviews and the way we do our year in review as well over in our game of the years over at the pop C is that we, we are, you know, we're personality based, whatever, whatever, you know, so we, although we do have critique like we've done here today, the critique is a bit more subjective. It's, yeah. it's, it is about how we see it and how we see it. So like, will can, will, will Kena bridge of spirits be an objective game of the year contender? For some, for most, probably not. But for me, it will be, because for me, it's more than just technically, objectively. Did the game play well? Did it do this? Did that? Like, no, no. The for me, the game made me feel like it made me feel something. It told a story that I gave a, that I gave a shit about. Like, it hit a bunch of different ways that I find most games that would get game of the year won't. Yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd argue that more and more games are trying to go down that path, though. So I think we. And I'm I guess on this is a broader average. conversation than just Kana, but we, I think anyone who's kind of in that review cycle that more traditional sort of review cycle whether they're writing for a website or even if they're just you know youtubers that are reviewing games through a format like i think i think we need to change the way we think about this because how how a game makes you feel the the impact it might have on your your heart and soul is just as important as the way it feels to you know fiddle with the sticks and mash the buttons and that sort of thing obviously the act of playing is super important um but if they're trying to like if they're trying to express some sort of a message then it's i guess it's a key factor there as to whether you do or don't understand it yeah but i think that that that, that like that's, i said that that's a bigger conversation because even though an example is like x amount of years ago I, I gave division two in my top three games of the year because of gameplay the game the story was but like the gameplay was so fantastic and keen yeah. isn't that keen luckily hits both beats right so like when, when i look at when when i sort of predicted what games are gonna make that game of the year list this year I kind of don't see it, make, as I said, I don't see it making the list for many, many outlets. Many big outlets, yeah. I guess. But like, I think where it matters is is those individuals. And when you see places like like Player Two, like us, you know, like other spaces that we that we connect with here in the Australian gaming space, at least, where these things are important, and the in, what the individual thinks is is also important as well. Who'd have and, thought that it was the cold? 
Aussies that are the ones that are connecting most narratively. <laughs> yes, that's right. Um, I mean, I mean, that's how, that's how I see it anyway. Like, that's yeah. how I no, see no, this. I, I do agree with you. Yeah. Um, it, it is super important to assess things through that lens and, and really consider that when you're even having these game of the year sort of conversations. And so like, like yourself, for me, it's going to be in that conversation yeah. for the similar sorts of reasons. Because the same, because it goes back to the argument of review scores, right? You know, like is this a ten? No, but it's my, it's one of my games of the year. Yeah. But like, if if you were to go to IGN and do that, every, every comment section would be like, "Well, you gave this a nine and you gave that a seven. Does that then make that game better?" Like, well, go away. Well, that's where review scores are flawed. At the end of the day, there, there's some unquantifiable things that. Yes, Kina is full of unquantifiable awesome. Yeah. I completely agree. And obviously stuff that's actually going to impact people in different sort of ways as well. I mean, some yeah. some people may have had experiences that then mean that the certain stories they're trying to tell really resonate. Yeah. Others may not have had those. And so, or, or different variants of it and may, it may impact them in a different way or not at all. And so I can yeah. understand how someone might look at and um, agree with us unanimously on everything else we've discussed. And then the story side, they'll go, no. Nah. Well, it like, depends. Because like... Eh, because... I don't I don't have that. There is a level of empathy and sympathy that is required to really hit this story, I think. Yes. Um, and I do think that, you know, one of the biggest conversations that came out of last year was Last of Us Part 2 and how people, like, hated the story, but, like, you needed to have empathy to understand that story. And I'm saying for some... For, for some individuals in the gaming space, empathy is something they that they it. aren't... They don't have it. I was yeah. going to be subtle about it, but they don't have it. So for them, they're like, this game sucks. The game doesn't play well. Like, yes, but you have to feel, you have to know you feel something, right? And if you've never, look, if you've admittedly never, never lost, never had fear of loss, you've never grieved, you know, you're, you're not going to hit the same here. Yeah, and, and like, that's it's not necessarily criticism way... of the person either. Sometimes no. you've just been very fortunate to have not had to, to experience that stuff. And I mean, I'll put myself in that boat. I haven't had to experience a lot of those sorts of things, thankfully. Yeah, I, yeah, I have, so. But, um, there's but still the same a, an ability to open yourself up. Yeah, but even that context. Yeah. yeah, yes, being opening yourself up to feel that shit, right? Yeah. And same even goes for like you know what I did. One of my great, greatest games of all time is 2018's God of War, oh, yeah. right? And you and I hit that because we are fathers. And well, I, I think wasn't that at the time that was that was that was a really important thing at the time, and it's something I still actually want to address is that yeah. I haven't played God of War since having kids. Yeah, um, that was six months before my first arrived. So I actually yeah. don't have that perspective yet. Now, I still mm. love the story and I love what it was going for, but there's certain narrative beats that they hit that at the time I just could not relate to. I knew that, okay, yeah. in six months from now, I've got a baby coming. Like I knew that it was coming, but it's it's different. It's still a different feeling. Um, yeah. I don't have that. I don't have the months, years, whatever of experience with this child in my life to, to relate and connect in the same way that you did. Didn't mean that the story didn't impact me. Oh. But I think I was still more taken by, sorry, people, <laughs> spoilers for God of War. Holy shit, the blades are back and all those sorts of things. Yeah. As opposed to... See, but like to me, well, I know we're really sidetracking from Keena, yeah. by the way. But these but are like, still, it, like it's all... Yeah. But in that scenario, with that with that particular scenario, right, to me, that was not just the blades are back. That was the blades are back and he has to become who yeah. he was before his son in order to, to help him, even though he yeah. wants to forget that part of him, right? Like, cause there is that part of your, there is that part of your life. There is pre, there's pre-child and post-child yeah. and parts of your everything pre-child changes. life. Yeah. Everything changes. And you don't, and sometimes you don't want to go back to who you were before then. 
And that's what that beat is. So, like, it's a bring it back to Keena. Like, yeah, if you've not lost a loved one, if you've not, you know, uh, lost a friend or, or had to make decisions that, like, you know, made bad decisions because of fear, you know, or had that pressure on you to make those decisions or what you yeah, believe are the got right decisions. People in your life that you're looking yeah. to look out for, yeah. Like that, like it, then it just won't hit you as hard. So what yeah. I'm saying is, Kina r- rocked it. Have kids. It, it was amazing. Have kids. <laughs> well, maybe don't. Look, don't rush it. Only if you only don't if you want to. Like only if you want to. Like we don't want we don't want kids that. Yeah, let's not overpopulate for the sake of it. That, that can yeah. create some issues. Make sure you're ready to do it. Yeah. It was a big part. Um, but no, yeah, Kina's mad. Yeah, it's absolutely fantastic. I, I completely agree. I can't believe we just managed to have a conversation about people whether they do or don't have kids. But that's let's call us the love guru. Um, gurus. <laughs> so we're going to wrap things up there. Ryan, thanks very much for coming on and discussing Cana Bridge of Spirits. It is both in both of our opinions, clearly one of the games of the year so far. Yeah. Where should yeah. people go if they want to catch up with you and if they want to see what you're up to? Uh, if you want to see what I'm up to, you can uh, check me out on Twitter. That's at HaggardMC, H-A-G-G-A-R-D-M-C. That's me personally. Uh, you can also see the work that I do over at The Pop Culturists. Uh, I'm sure you've put links in the description. Yep. The the Go big thing that we do is uh, uh, for the players, the Pop Culturist PlayStation Podcast, uh, one of the top PlayStation pods made in Australia. Uh, each and every week we talk about PlayStation, its involvement in the world, and everything through that lens, uh, but also through a... What were what, what we compared to? The late night the late night show of PlayStation Podcast. Oh, yeah, Podcast. we had that conversation at one point. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, because it's, it's very personality-driven. It's light. It's comical. And then you may not get all the news for the week, but you'll get the stuff that we care about. You hear our opinions. Um, yeah. And it's silly, and it's fun, and uh, yeah, it's not, it not takes itself as, as seriously recorded as some live, other pods. So you do. hang out with the, with the fans <laughs> as well. So feel free to jump in and catch the show live on yeah. Saturdays. Yeah, Saturdays awesome at 4 p.m. So uh, the show itself comes out on Monday mornings, 8 a.m. on YouTube, uh, podcast services at 9 a.m. on YouTube. Awesome. Thanks for coming on the show, man. No worries, my friend. I Make think sure we're going to see each other very soon. Yeah, possibly, quite possibly. Uh, for the Player 2 side of things, you can catch me at Paul James Games. The website's Player2AU. Visit the website. The, the review is there. But otherwise, thanks a lot for watching, everyone, and we'll, we'll see you next time. 